Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Amazing Adventures with David and Nicole. I, of course, am your host, Josh Pressler. We are here today to talk about a little town called Savannah, Georgia. <laughs> oh, so Savannah. Well, for those who don't know, Savannah is one of the oldest towns in the South. Um, it's got a very steep pirate culture and um, pirates and pirate culture and things piratey have been a very big part of my life, my whole life, in fact. Um, when I was a young kid, I was spoiled enough that I got to go to Disney World when I was four or five. And the Pirates of the Caribbean ride back then was like such an outstanding ride for a young boy. And uh, I loved that. Uh, wound up living in central New Jersey where my high school was. Our mascots was the Pirates. Um, I, uh, I almost got kicked out of a, a federal... Um, training facility because i uh did a a training legal training exercise as a pirate that's a very unknown story and um there's just been then in the early 2000s when the pirates of the caribbean movies came out i am a disney person by heart uh my son and i fell in love with the pirates movies my son actually went to disney world once dressed in full jack sparrow regalia and i enjoyed all most of those movies the last one was a bit much but still um so I'm a little surprised you didn't get your law degree from East Carolina University <laughs> at this point. I went to high school with a guy who went to East Carolina. If I'd, <laughs> have, if I'd have really followed the pirate thing through a little bit better. But, um, yeah, so the pirate, um, so that's some, one thing about Savannah. But another thing about Savannah is there's just so much history. And um, partially kind of sort of why we went is it's a two-bit uh, thing here. Um, in April of 2020, right at the pandemic beginning, I actually was lucky enough to get gifted some points, and I got a South uh, I got a Southwest Airlines companion pass. And so, for those who don't know what that means, it means if I buy a plane ticket to fly somewhere on Southwest Airlines, Amazing can buy one for the cost of the taxes. Basically, buy one get one free. And I earned my companion pass in late April, and her birthday is May 29th. And I immediately sat down at the computer and said, we're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. Where do you want to go? And she didn't have any idea. hadn't thought about it. I said, then we're going to go to Savannah. And she said, well, why? I said, because I've always wanted to go there. She said, but it's my birthday. I said, but you didn't come up with a place. <laughs> so um, in getting ready to go, I'll let you know what she did after that. But one of the very first things we did was we watched a movie um, one of my all-time favorite movies ever, and it was both set and filmed in Savannah, and it's called Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. And if you haven't seen that movie, you've missed out. It is one of the greatest movies. It's Jude Law's first movie. Um, Kevin Spacey steals the uh, movie. Um, there are several people who are in that movie that were the actual persons in real life because they couldn't find an actor or actress to do the job as good. Um, right, because it was actually a based on a true story um, that happened in Savannah. Right, and uh, at the time it was a, a place called the Mercer House, and Mercer was a there was a famous singer from Savannah in the fifties named Johnny Mercer, and then there was an antique dealer, which is the Kevin Spacey character Jim Williams, and so today this uh, house goes by the name Mercer Williams, and the murder happens in this house. And they filmed in this house. And there were multiple trials and all kinds of fun stuff. Um, so we read, we watched the movie again. And Nicole spent most of the month of May researching 
Savannah, Georgia, so she could go there for her birthday that she didn't want to go. Um, and how I would describe Savannah, it was, it was very surprising to me. I didn't, I wasn't excited to go. I didn't, it wasn't some place that was on my radar. Um, but what I've since learned about myself is that I can always find something fun or cool about any place. Um, so that's, that's what it was with Savannah. And I really got into it once we watched the movie. Um, I revamped my entire plan and went into even deeper research. I probably researched more than we were actually in Savannah. That's my line. <laughs> <laughs> so how I would describe Savannah is it's like a refined New Orleans. So it's got that party vibe, um, like New Orleans, you get to carry your drinks around. They call them roadies. So you go to a bar, you grab a roadie, and you can walk with it. Um, and But it's not the wild and crazy. It's more proper. It has a more proper feel. And I don't know if that's part of, partly because of that um, southern hospitality culture, um, historic. I, I don't know, but it's... It's a very cool town, and the, the history there is um, really neat. Yeah, there's so many things in that town that date back to the 18th century that, you know, you wouldn't even know it. Um, I mean, it was uh, the British blockaded the um, port of Savannah to, during the Revolutionary War era, and eventually at some point in time when the Union troops marched through Georgia, they found their way to Savannah and kind of took over the town. Um, there's a little bit of everything. We, this was one of our first big, big explore trips that we did. Uh, Cause when we got the companion pass and we started going out as much as we could and Nicole really researched it so much. There was not a, we didn't have a, a break, um, but it was great. Um, we even had to stay in two different hotels for some reason that I don't specifically recall, but to maximize our, uh, you we know, had an anniversary time. night right. on one, that's why. And it wasn't good at the other hotel. Um, so we, you know, we went because it was a place I always wanted to go. And then as she explored it, she found the uh, history and, and we did so much um, there. So on, just as a reminder, this was the start of COVID. Right. So it, was everything in Savannah still pretty well open or, or were y'all experiencing any difficulties getting into anything? It wasn't actually the start of COVID. It was a year. It was 2021. Oh, I'm but sorry. It's okay. No, that was my bad because I think I said it. But we, uh, it was still still mask requirements. Uh, it was still a little tight uh, for the in the U.S. Although most places in Savannah, we didn't have to wear masks, whereas a lot of other places we had been to, we had we were still having to wear masks, um, especially in the Austin area. Yeah, it was it was a bit of a big relief to get there. Um, but, uh, there was so much great food, such great food and lots of great bars. I laid out a plan walking, uh, tour of, um, Savannah for each day. Um, and at one point, uh, David was done with the walking <laughs> And he was begging me to uh, order an Uber back to the hotel. But I knew that there were some very critical places on the way back that he was going to want to see. And I didn't 
want him to miss out on that because, you know, he was tired. So my strategy was to lure him with roadies. <laughs> um, so what I said was, okay, we can get the Uber, but let's get to this next place. And, you know, there's a bar right here. So let's get to that bar and and then you know then we'll have the drink and then we'll walk until we finish our drink and then we'll get the uber well each time there was stuff to see on the way and then there was another bar that i could lure him into so i actually got him to walk all the way back to the hotel um by uh using roadies to get him there two ways to david's heart through his stomach and through beer (laughs) generally speaking so um it was, it was overwhelming a bit of a trip. This was one of the first ones where Nicole threw herself into learning so much. Um, we had uh, so much food. We really let's we got to get specific because this one was a. Yeah, we, so we started out at the the first significant place we went to was the Pirates House, um, and it was established in 1754. So. Savannah, um, Oglethorpe landed in Savannah in 1733 and established Savannah. So this is, this place was started in 1754. So it's been around um, almost as long as Savannah has. Um, and the interesting story about how Savannah started, um, Ogle, General Oglethorpe um, approached um, the Indian chief Tom, Tomachichi? Tomachichi. And um, said, hey, we want to establish a colony here. Hey, do you mind moving your whole tribe? And Tomachichi said, yeah, sure. We don't, we'll do it. So there weren't Indian tensions there in Savannah like there were in so many other parts of the country, um, in large part because of uh, Chief Tomachichi. He, you know, embraced... Um, you know, this new colony and, um, you know, didn't fight us, which they probably had every right to. Um, but back to the pirate's house, 1754, um, treasure Island was actually inspired by this, the events that happened at this, at this, um, restaurant now restaurant. And, um, there was a passageway on the bottom where pirates would get, um, or captains would get people drunk because they apparently there was a labor shortage back then too. <laughs> um, that you know we just thought that was unique to us, but they were having labor shortages. They couldn't get enough sailors to go out on these boats, on these ships. So they would get them drunk until they passed out, and then they would take them through the tunnel onto the ship, and then they would sail away. And then when the guy woke up, wake up, he didn't have a choice. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he is now. Uh, I'm a sailor. A hand, uh, yeah. That's uh, that's where they developed the phrase of press ganged, you know, was that you were pressed into the gang on the ship because there was, what are you going to do now? You're at sea, you're hungover, and you're gone. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, the biscuits there. The pirate's house food oh was incredible, my gosh. and the you know, biscuits were so good. Everybody dresses up in 17th century, 18th century clothing, and um, pirates. Pirates, and uh, yeah, the biscuits were outstanding. You had the pecan fried chicken, I recall. Um, I was glancing at the book. Um, yeah, I had the she crab soup. Yeah, it was. Which is another thing, you know. I I look for things that's, that the places are known for, and the she crab soup is 
huge and the biscuits. So um, it yeah. was it was great food. Yeah, we really enjoyed the pirate house. And uh, so after and that was her birthday dinner, in fact. And so after that is when we did the ghost tour, right? Well, it wasn't my birthday dinner. We just I just wore my crown because I felt like it. <laughs> we, we, we made the whole weekend her birthday. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, remember our, was, my birthday dinner was a total crash oh, and burn. what a flap. That was. Her, yes. birthday, her birthday weekend at David's destination. Correct. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, well, and you it, caught it's, on to that real quick. It's a, little, it's a little bit more hardcore than that, too, as we'll get to in the combination of uh, crazy story and things we forgot because of the very first thing we did in Savannah actually was... Um, I uh, am a big fan of European soccer. Um, this year we've gotten into Premier League, but back then I was big on the Champions League. And the Champions League final was between Manchester uh, City, who just won it last year, and Chelsea. And Chelsea had Christian Pulisic. And they, the final was that Saturday afternoon. So we landed in uh, Georgia, got to the hotel and dropped our stuff off. So the first thing I could do was go watch a soccer match. And of course, Nicole finds the bar that was the Chelsea home bar of Savannah, Georgia for us to watch at. So that was the first thing we Which did. Which he didn't know until we got nope. there. That's awesome. Yeah. We, we walk so. in and it's the Chelsea bar and he didn't know. It's just Nicole luring him in That's again. Right. Yes. So then there's more again about... Again with a bar. There's more about that story that will come. Then, um, so that night we did the Pirate's House and then was that night was the ghost tour, right? Yes. There are a bunch of ghost tours in Savannah and I'm willing to bet that like New Orleans... They're probably all about the same, which is fun. Uh, we didn't see any ghosts, um, but we saw we had some interesting stories. We got to go in some crazy uh, bars and saw other tunnel, tunnels and passageways. Um, and we actually saw a really bad car accident on the ghost tour. Uh, I think I blame the roadies. Probably. <laughs> Although it was smarter to be walking in Rodian. Um, the next day was when we started doing a lot of touring. and There's so much to see. Um, there's the old cotton exchange. A long time ago, cotton was pretty much a version of uh, currency. And one of the largest cotton repositories in the south was right there in Savannah on the water. In fact, there's only, there were only two places that set the price of cotton. It was uh, the cotton exchange in Savannah and then uh, in uh, London. So those are the only two places that set the cotton prices. Right. That's interesting. Um, They've, Savannah has tried very, very hard to maintain its uh, historic-looking culture. Several years ago, they raised a building, building downtown on River Street, and I'll let Nicole give um, better detail of River Street. If you go to Savannah, even if you were there for just a day, make sure you go to River Street. But um, they raised a building, and they put up a Hyatt, and it was an extremely modern Hyatt, and a lot of people in Savannah lost their minds, and they created... Uh, Savannah Historic Preservation Group. I know that's not the name of it, but um, they don't want that to happen again. They want to maintain, um, you know. It's the, kind of similar to like Main what Buda does here when they're at their historic part right. of Main Street. Exactly. Right. So why don't you tell them what uh, a little bit about River Street because it's a pretty cool vibe. So River Street is a boardwalk along the river, which, you know, that's where all the ships came in. So that's where everything was going on. Um, River Street was built by taking the ballast stones from the ships and laying them out. So it's not like a boardwalk made of boards. It's made out of the ballast stones from the ships. Um, and for those who don't know what ballast stones are, because I 
used to not know what that was. Um, when ships would come over from um, Europe to get goods, to pick up cotton from Savannah, they would, um, they'd have to load them down with the ballast stones to maintain um, the balance of the ship so, you know, that it doesn't ride too high and become unstable in, uh, you know, crossing the ocean. So once they get to Georgia, now they've got to unload all these ballast stones and you've got all this extra rock everywhere. So they, they made use of it. And, um, and so not only do they have that, they have actually, they've taken like oyster shells and they've paved streets with oyster shells. So those are really cool. Um, but yeah, River Street is, um, trying to think of what the best um, thing that it would be like. It's just got a line of restaurants and stores and, you and know, like souvenir, souvenir shops. shops and ice cream shops. There's a lot of ice cream in Savannah. And lots of people walking or running up and down um, the boardwalk. And there's signs that tell you all about the history all along the, that river walk, that river street. So it's it's um, it's a really cool place. A lot of the historic monuments are right along um, River Street. One place we went there, um, we we went through a phase in 2020, 2021, where eating wasn't really the highlight of our days and trips and whatnot, much more so now. But we would just forget to eat because we had gone down to, you know, single uh, what, uh, intermittent fasting. But with all the walking and exploring, we, would, we got up and we went running. Then we go back to the hotel and take a shower. Now we start exploring. And now it's like 3 o'clock and I'm like, you know, we're kind of getting drunk. And we haven't had anything to eat all day. And so we stopped at this place. And I'm looking at our Facebook post from uh, that day at the Cotton Exchange Seafood Grill and Tavern. So, you know, go. <laughs> it says it right there in the title. It's on the other side of the Cotton Exchange. Seafood Grill and Tavern facing on uh, River Street. In one of these pictures, you can see the brick wall behind Nicole. That, With the ballast stones. I know. And this is, right, I'm talking video for an audio audience. But yeah. where you can see the ballast stones and how old this was. And um, the and food. And this is on the lower level of the Cotton Exchange. Because right. um, the way the River Street is, it's a whole level below the regular street. So the, the buildings are built where you know their front doors are basically on a second level and then the back doors are on the lower level so you would have to take stairs or an elevator from one level to the other um you know depending on which side you go in interesting and so this place we stopped in for a bite and we didn't know what we were going to get and then somebody next to us a younger younger guy uh got the french dip sandwich and we that's french dip is one of our favorite go-to's I mean, heck, we even eat it at Arby's. And uh, um, this sandwich was just incredible. So, I mean, obviously being hungry helps. Um, and they had fresh crinkle-cut fries. Um, eat, even if you plan for dinner later on that day or whatever it is, if you can get to River Street and hit the Cotton Exchange Seafood Grill and Tavern, get yourself the primary sandwich. Share it with your whoever you're strolling along with. It was such a good sandwich. You know, here I am two-plus years later remembering how good that sandwich was. Um, there was well, I owed it to them because I made them go down the rickety historic stairs. So oh, yeah. they, they maintained all the historic stairs, but they are very steep and very... Um, 
this they're, they're narrow. very short right yeah short like, steps we don't have particularly extra large feet or anything i but, do well from heel to <laughs> from heel to toe the stairs are not as wide as our heel to toe and i'm i'm just a size 12 yeah um and that was that was quite the adventure my knee was i was having knee issues pretty badly at the time we went so um downtown savannah was mapped out from the beginning as a grid city one of the first grid cities with roundabouts kyle texas knows all about roundabouts oh, yeah. and um so we did a lot of exploring and there were fountains um and things but you know oh, this is becoming a theme tonight um we saw a couple of weddings taking place at fountains and the roundabouts on the we saw three weddings while just walking around over four days yeah like um, a couple of folks would just go down with some friends and a couple family members, camera and a minister, preacher, whatever it might be, and get married in front of one of these fountains. And you'll, if you go, you're likely to see a wedding because they have 2,500 weddings a year in Savannah. Holy cow. Yeah. So. so um, but it was uh, built, it was designed in squares. Oglethorpe planned it out that way because of uh, the fires that in London that just like devastated, you know, huge areas of the city. So by building it in blocks and squares um, with, with uh, parks in the middle that protected it, a fire couldn't just go through and destroy the entire city. And in fact, they've had some fires and it stays pretty well contained just within that square without, you know, devastating the entire city. Interesting. So, um, all right. So let's let's do the bad deed. Let's talk about that birthday dinner. Oh, so you know, I was really excited to have a nice birthday dinner on my birthday, um, and did some research. I made two reservations, and then we ended up. He liked the idea of the Vix. Um, what was it? Vix. No, I can't think of it. Vix something. Vix on the river. Vix on the river had great reviews and um we went in and we started out at the uh, bar and things were great at the bar that great service great drinks and then they uh took us to our table and forgot about us so oh, no. we sat yeah. we sat for over half an hour waiting on appetizers we ordered other appetizers people sitting at other tables were like they were feeling bad for us because it was my birthday. I had my crown and my tiara, you know, like my your crown was sash your and, uh, you know, yeah. and just sitting there. So after the appetizers, we said, you know, we're just going to cut, cut bait and run. We're done. Um, so we actually ended up going to a little uh, place called the Trailer Park, which we found is a phenomenal place to eat in Savannah. They have very unique food. Um, they have like um, ribeye steak egg rolls. Interesting. And well, then they it was have, referred to you, right? Yes, yeah, so a friend of mine had told us to go. And she and they have they have popcorn chicken with actual popcorn in the chicken. Yes. Peanut butter and jelly wings, chicken wings. Um just lots of really cool, and it was all really good. Well, it's very, very different food. Yes. Right. Yeah. And so, it's so unique. And it's called, and it's called Trailer Park, but it's spelled T R E Y L O R. Um, but it has a trailer as like its theme, and it's you know. And my quip after not after not 
being successful at um, VIX and going to uh, Trailer Park was like, well, we're just not really that fancy anyway. <laughs> we belonged in the Trailer Park. The other thing they got there that was fantastic are the cheesesteak egg rolls with ribeye steak and white American cheese, peppers and onions and beer cheese. Cheesesteak egg rolls were incredible. They were so good. And the service there was great, too. Yeah. The service was, she was really good. We, we went back a couple of times, and we, the waitress, we, unfortunately, we forgot her name, but, you know, she said, I'll be at the back bar tomorrow night. And they have multiple, they have, like, three locations. And one of them's called, um, what is the other one called? Double Wide Diner. Mm, no, The Hitch. So at the Hitch, um, they told us at the trailer park location that at the if you go to the Hitch location, and it's your birthday, they'll give you a free shot. So so then we had to walk to the Hitch, which was a little bit further, and um, and we got my free birthday free shot. shot, and it was excellent. And there was somebody there that we had seen at the other one too. Remember, there was some guy that we started talking to. Yeah, yeah, I remember this. So. Uh, um, yeah, so we ended up eating at Trailer Park uh, multiple times because it was that trip. good. It was really yeah. We would have gone back to Pirate House, but you definitely have to have reservations for that. So you need to plan ahead to get the reservations. Um, we also heard good things about the old Pink House. It's another very historic place, but two months out, we could not get reservations. So right. you really got to book ahead on that one. Um, so hopefully we can go back sometime and try the pink house and let you know how that went. So now this is kind of a little, but another teaser. We're going to talk about it here because it's essential to Savannah. But Nicole mentioned earlier that I'm big into history and um, I like historical things. And then I also, I'm an amateur presidential historian. And um, anybody who knows anything about me is aware of what I've been doing the last 10 years. Um, so... I, it, I really was into the story behind The Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. So Nicole threw her research into that. Um, we got to go to the Mercer Williams house <clears throat> where, <coughs> excuse me, the killing happens. Um, but also Nicole found all these other things. So in, when the movie opens up, um, and the movie stars John Cusack, in addition to the folks I mentioned before, and Cusack's a writer who comes down from New York to write a story about the antique dealer and the killing happens, but the movie starts with a party being thrown at a house by a squatter. Nicole found the house that the party actually happened in in the early 80s. Then she found the house where they filmed the party in the movie, which was not the same thing, whereas the Mercer Williams house was the same place you know, in the movie as in real life. She found both of those. She found other neighbors' houses. She found... The lawyer who defends Jim Williams in his murder trials she found his law firm. And as I pointed out earlier about the historical figures, the guy who was his actual lawyer, there's two interesting, really interesting things about him. Sonny, uh, Sonny the name will come to me. So Sonny, the real lawyer, was the caretaker for Uga, the Georgia Bulldogs mascot. Um he somebody keeps like somebody like the farmer who keeps Bevo here in Austin uh, Sonny was the caretaker for Uga uh, and he was the lawyer and he had a big firm and his name was Sonny Siler 
and he bred the Georgia Bulldogs that become Uga, and they're on like Uga 9 or whatever it is now. In the movie, he plays the judge in the trial. Um, so that was interesting. And, and, and in this story, in, actual, in the actual real life, um, Jim Williams actually went to trial for this murder four times because he kept getting um, mistrials or hung juries. And um, he was finally on the fourth trial, he was acquitted. So he actually did kill the guy. Um, but he argued self-defense. Yes. Um, and so it's a great movie, but the cool thing was to go see the house and we bought the book there and then we read the book when we got home, but I got to see all these different places. And I, you know, what's funny, we talk about the one thing we forgot and we're going to, we have a better story, but if we forgot one thing in Savannah and we probably wouldn't have had time for it or parking, but maybe a rental car would have been a better idea. There's a, there's a, um, not with roadies. There's a, uh, <laughs> well, we, there's a, uh, a cemetery that plays a huge role in the movie and in the book, but it's not, you can't get there easily from Savannah without a car. And that would have been cool to see. Plus from Savannah, you can get to Hilton Head Island. You can get to Fort Sumter. You can get to Charleston, South Carolina. So it's a really good place to go and leap off from, I think. So is it safe to say that the inspiration behind the trip of Savannah was the movie? Largely. The movie in pirate culture, a uh, place I've always wanted to go. Um, the, those two things combined to do a lot. Um, now, I do understand there wasn't much forgotten on this trip, but however, there was something forgotten that allowed uh, Miss Nicole here to have a little time alone, yeah. if you will. So the day we left, we left on uh, Saturday... And that was the day of the soccer match, and it was going to be on at 2 or 3 o'clock local time. So we got in in just enough time to drop our bags at the suitcase and go to the bar to watch my soccer match. Uh, and um, unfortunately, traveling all day, my cell phone was pretty much dead. And we kept saying, oh, we'll bring chargers to the bar, and we'll charge our phones at the bar. So what did we not bring to the bar was the chargers for our phones. So Nicole sacrificed her soccer watching time and got to go explore Savannah getting my charger uh, for me. Um, that was the thing we forgot. Um, like I said, could have used a rental car maybe, but... So what did you see on your exploration? Nicole? So the, the biggest thing that I saw, um, which was huge for me, because um, I am Methodist and John, there is a statue of John Wesley in one of the squares. And um, so I, I did not realize how much history there was uh, re related to um, John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, um, there in Savannah. So John Wesley came to Savannah in 1735. Um, and when he came, uh, the Holy Communion increased because he started leading the congregation. Um, and he actually started the very first Protestant Sunday school uh, there in Savannah. So the cool. basis of you know, Protestant Sunday school was based right there by John Wesley in Savannah. Um, and then, you know, I, I wander around places sometimes where I'm not supposed to go, but I saw like hidden uh, fountains that I might have gotten into, gotten in, but 
it's hot. Uh, <laughs> Nicole likes to push the boundaries of what's allowed if it comes to exploring if There's water. not a specific sign that says you can't go in there. I have multiple <laughs> pictures of Nicole and bodies of water, and somewhere in the vicinity of that picture is a sign that says, please do not go in the fountain. So. Hey, but she didn't see the sign. <laughs> I didn't see the sign. You weren't with me, so I didn't see the sign. If there was a sign, there probably wasn't. Well, uh, and that kind of leans into the uh, crazy story part of it, too. So, again, we get there on a Saturday. It's Memorial Day weekend, and all around town there are all these signs and people and cars and banners for SCAD, SCAD, SCAD. We're like, what on earth is SCAD? We have no idea what SCAD is. Well, it turns out that SCAD is the South Carolina School of Arts and Design, and it was founded in the building. Oh, well, here's another footnote. Um, The Girl Scouts were founded in Savannah, right? Yes. The Girl Scouts were founded in Savannah. So SCAD was having their graduation, their 2021 graduation, which was, of course, it's their first post-pandemic graduation. So there are people from all over. Um, and you can imagine the School of Arts and Design. It's not a whole bunch of, you know, guys in suits and women in dresses and Brooks Brothers clothing and stuff. It's pretty, very eclectic kind of crowd of people for it. But we had never heard of it, didn't know what it was. And really, for me that day, all these people from SCAD were just getting in the way of my getting to the tap room to have some beers and watch soccer. That was in 21. Was it a couple months later that we went up to upstate New York with my friend? Yes, it right. was in July. So less than two months later, one of my oldest best friends from college days, we, we became roommates in January of 87, and we've been friends ever since. He had been leaning on us hard to come up and visit him. He has a lake house in uh, upstate New York. So we went up in late uh, July to his house, and I will tell you that going up to New York and New Jersey in late July of 21 was much more restrictive than going to Savannah in, in May from a second year of the pandemic standpoint. But his daughter, his uh, uh, younger daughter, um, was a junior in high school, and she was into fashion and design, and she wanted to go to New York. And my buddy's um, wife was an emergency room nurse in one of the hardest-hit hospitals in the entire Northeast. And they're like, We're not, oh, you're, you're not going to New York. You're just not going to New York. So she was talking about, she wanted to go to this place. Oh, what's this place? SCAD. And sure enough, a year later, she went, she's, she went to, she's a student at SCAD. And so my buddy, he owns, uh, he buys real estate and he, he rents them out. And he's a landlord of many sorts. He bought a condo in Savannah for her to go to, to live at when she's in school. And then he rents it out as an Airbnb in the summer, Christmas break constantly is inviting you know inviting us to take advantage of it um another one of our friends him and his girlfriend went with doug and doug's wife uh there last year and uh so yeah so like i dragged nicole kicking and screaming to savannah for her birthday where we discover a school we never heard of and now one of my best friend's daughters goes there he owns a house there and savannah is a place we would absolutely go back to um there's so much more to do the last thing is the crazy story, and it's kind of a double whammy. So there's, here's a spoiler alert for Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. One of the primary characters in the movie is a drag queen. Um, why can't I remember her name now? Um, Lady Chablis. And Lady Chablis sang at a drag club on the corner of the Main Street, State Street. Very dynamic character. Yeah, she was RuPaul You'll before fall RuPaul. fall in love with her. And um, 
she was essential to the story because she play, ended up being a key witness in a weird way. And um, so when they're filming the movie, they're, keep, they're trying all these different people to get for the part. And finally, I think Clint Eastwood said, well, why don't we just get Lady Chablis? Now, in the, in the, in the story, in the book, Lady Chablis, Lady Chablis is an under, you know, young 20-something. In the movie, you can tell Lady Chablis is not 20-something because the movie's filmed about 15, almost 20 years after the events in the book. But she performed at a club uh, on the corner of the main street across from City Hall for many years. So I, I don't do the research. So we're going. I'm like, oh, all right, it'd be pretty cool to see this iconic character from a movie who only got the role because it, she was the role. Um, she had passed a couple years before. So we did not get to go see Lady Chablis in action. But during our ghost tour, we went to multiple different bars. And we went to one that was an underground, underbuilding kind of thing. Very interesting shaped. And we've had some drinks at this point on the ghost tour. And I saw, some mag I saw the magic word for me after a few drinks. And that was karaoke. And uh, I don't even remember the name of the place. Um, it's probably in the book. And uh, um, so I caught, that caught my eye, and I told Nicole, when it's done, we're going to come back to karaoke. So, um, so karaoke down there at uh, Saturday night, it is a drag show karaoke, which um, was the first time and not the last time where I went into a place thinking, I'm going to do some karaoke. And after the first two or three people on stage I hear singing, um, Let's just say the drag community should be proud of the vocalists it has, because I said I'm I'm not getting on stage and following this. Nope. Everybody was pleasant. It was a fun time. It was a crazy story to tell, but I was like, we're not going to stay that long because I'm not singing at a uh, at a drag show karaoke thing. Nope. I can't believe you cannot remember the name of the bar. The name of the bar was totally awesome bar. That's right. <laughs> totally awesome. And speaking of totally awesome, if you are a single male, I will tell you that the place to go is Savannah, Georgia, because the females outnumber the males by at least five to one. Yeah. And that may just be visitors, but who cares? Because there are a lot of bachelorette parties of all ages. And uh, we saw some older women falling out. Um, very intoxicated, um, having to hold their friends up. I was like, it was quite interesting. It, it circling back to put the, you know, tie the bow, right? It's very New Orleans in a kind of different way. Um, it's definitely safer. It felt safer if you stayed within Savannah proper. And at, key to this, just like Bozeman, we would definitely recommend you go, and we would definitely go uh, again. Um, if we went again, we would rent the car. We would go see Fort Sumter, go to Charleston, but uh, we would love another weekend in Savannah at some point in time. Awesome. Yes. All right. Well, I guess that about ties it up. So, guys, we just want to again say thank you for listening. We look uh, forward to bringing you more episodes here soon. And that was Amazing Adventure with David and Nicole, all about Savannah, Georgia. <laughs>